Hi everyone and welcome back for our second session in this series on the impact of cloud on small and medium-sized businesses. I'm your host, Chris Pennington, Global Industry Marketing Leader for Industrial Machinery at Siemens Digital Industries Software. In our previous session, we introduced our approach to software as a service, which runs on the Amazon Web Services cloud platform. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Joe Rosing, Strategist for Industrial Manufacturing at AWS, who will, be, who will provide a new perspective on how the cloud is changing the product development process, fundamentally changing the way your business runs. Joe, it's great to have you with us today. Would you mind telling us a bit about yourself? Sure, thanks for having me, Chris. Uh, so I've been with AWS now for almost three years, working with manufacturers to simplify digital transformation through technology from AWS and our partners. Uh, my passion for this mission really comes from my experience. So I, I started out at Rockwell Automation on the manufacturing floor, driving continuous improvement projects, ERP and MES implementations, and eventually running a plant as plant manager. I then moved into product roles with the IO business at Rockwell, working with customers on modernizing their control systems for the age of ITOT convergence. Uh, and all the while, I've, I've really learned firsthand the importance of integrating new technology into the business workflows. So into the operating model of the plants, into the engineering design workflows, and using automation really as a way to reduce the burden of change management and making the team, the operators, the supply chain professionals, the engineers, making that team more productive with the technology being implemented. Industrial companies have a wealth of data, and there truly is tremendous opportunity to transform the business and the relationships with customers by applying technology to make better use of all of that data. Okay, Joe, thanks. It's an interesting background. Now, I still see a lot of resistance in small and medium-sized businesses to moving onto the cloud because of security concerns. Were the data stored and could it be accessed by a hacker or a third party? How do you address these legitimate concerns? Yeah, great question. And you know, at AWS, security will always be our top priority. AWS has been architected to be the most flexible and secure cloud computing environment available today. So our core infrastructure is built to satisfy the security requirements for military, global banks, and other high sensitivity organizations. AWS uses the same secure hardware and software to build and operate each of our regions. And our service offerings and associated supply chain are vetted and accepted as secure enough for top secret workloads, which then benefits all of our customers globally. Now, with regards to hackers, it's important to understand that a person with malintent can find a server from anywhere, whether it's in the cloud or not. Uh, AWS also has a dedicated team of engineers and investigators who build algorithms and mechanisms to proactively detect and prevent misuse of our services. And we also respond quickly if customers or third parties bring suspected misuse to our attention. Now, finally, especially for small and medium-sized businesses, AWS's scale allows significantly more investment in security policing and countermeasures than even most large co companies could afford themselves. So for example, lots of CIOs worry about that rogue server under developer's desk running something destructive or that they don't want running. And today it's really hard, if not impossible, for CIOs to know how many orphans there are and where they might be. But with AWS, CIOs can use tools like AWS Config and resource tagging to see exactly what cloud assets their company is using at any moment. So many companies have invested in UPS devices to provide resilience for their on-premise solutions. What approach does AWS take so that it can guarantee uptime on its cloud hardware? And what happens when there's a power cut? Yeah, again, good question. And, and I would really answer this in two ways. One is what we talk about as 
resiliency of the cloud, and then also resiliency in the cloud. So AWS is responsible for resiliency of the cloud, which means of the infrastructure that runs all of the services offered in the AWS cloud. This infrastructure comprises the hardware, software, networking, and facilities that run AWS cloud services. The AWS global cloud infrastructure is designed to enable customers to build highly resilient workload architectures. So each AWS region is fully isolated and consists of multiple availability zones. Availability zones isolate faults that could impact workload resilience, preventing them from impacting other zones in the region. But at the same time, all zones in an AWS region are interconnected with high bandwidth, low latency networking over fully redundant, dedicated fiber, providing high throughput, low latency networking between those availability zones. And all traffic between zones is also encrypted. The network performance is sufficient to accomplish synchronous replication between the zones. And all this is really to just say, when an application is partitioned across multiple availability zones, companies are better isolated and protected from issues such as power outages, lightning strikes, tornadoes, hurricanes, and more. Now, when it comes to our customer's responsibility for resiliency in the cloud, I'd refer to the AWS Well-Architected Framework, one of the pillars of which is reliability, which encompasses the ability of a workload to perform its intended function correctly and consistently when is expected to. A few of the design principles include automatically recovering from failure, scaling horizontally to increase aggregate workload availability, and to stop guessing at capacity. And especially for small and mid-sized businesses, this last principle addresses a common cause of failure in on-premises workloads, which is resource saturation, when the demands placed on a workload exceed the capacity of that workload. In the cloud, you can monitor demand and workload utilization and automate the addition or removal of resources to maintain that optimal level to satisfy demand without over or under provisioning. Well, thanks, Joe. That was a, another really comprehensive answer. So just to wrap up now, maybe you can summarize the top reasons that you're seeing small and mid-sized companies moving to the cloud. Yeah, when we get asked about the top reasons that we see small and mid-sized companies moving to the cloud, there's, there's really five. So bear with me here for a minute. And the first is agility. AWS lets customers quickly spin up resources as they need them. As a result, manufacturers can very quickly develop and roll out new applications, and teams can experiment and innovate more quickly and frequently. If an experiment fails, you can always deprovision those resources really without any risk. The second reason is cost savings. AWS allows customers to trade capital expense for variable expense and only pay for IT as they consume it. And with AWS, the variable expense is much lower than what small and mid-sized businesses can typically do for themselves because of our economies of scale. This especially aligns with manufacturers where moving fixed cost to variable cost is key to keeping the operating model flexible relative to demand. The third reason is elasticity. As mentioned earlier, customers used to over-provision IT infrastructure just to ensure that they had enough capacity to handle their business operations at that peak level of activity. But with AWS, they can provision what they actually need, knowing that they can instantly scale up or down along with the needs of their business. The fourth reason is that the cloud allows manufacturers to innovate faster because they can focus their highly valuable resources on developing and executing applications or use cases that drive operational improvement and differentiation for their customers and not spend so much time on that undifferentiated heavy lifting of managing the IT infrastructure and the data centers for on-premises systems. And finally, the fifth reason is that AWS enables manufacturers to deploy globally in minutes. 
as mentioned earlier with the AWS cloud infrastructure, AWS has the concept of a region, which is a physical location around the world where we cluster data centers. We call each group of logical data centers an availability zone. Well, AWS now spans 96 availability zones within 30 geographic regions around the world. And we've announced plans for 15 more availability zones and five more AWS regions. And so as a result, when small to mid-sized businesses either need to scale a deployment or grow that global footprint, they can do this very quickly on AWS. Well, thanks for that, Joe. I really appreciate your input today. The detail you've given us on AWS gives us a lot of confidence in the availability and the security of solutions running on Amazon Cloud. And thanks to our listeners for joining us. The next three episodes in this series will be covering the capabilities of three of our industry solutions. First, we'll discuss PLM for machine builders, followed by PLM for component manufacturers, and finally, PLM for medical devices. Please look out for the sessions over the next couple of weeks. And thanks for your time and enjoy the rest of your day. Goodbye.